So, the here and now is that bone marrow transplantation, as I said, is essentially the stem cell therapy. There is the, the boy in the bubble approach, uh, which Adrian's lab and others have taken, where you can take bone marrow out, you can then treat it with a gene therapy, make the cells better, and then put them back in again. Uh, you can do what the French do and eat it, I think it's probably better than we actually use it and take it out and, and work on it. So, then finally, we have induced pluripotent stem cells. So, as I referred to with embryonic stem cells, there is a moral, ethical issue here. Some people are for, some people are against, and that's, that's a wider issue. So, this, this was initiated in the States uh, during the Bush administration. These guys went out and looked for another way to make pluripotent stem cells. Stem cells that can turn into any cell type in the whole body. So, actually, they were beaten to it by the Japanese. So this very clever guy here, Shinya Yamanaka, he works out that if you put just these four genes, OP4, SOX2, KLF4, CMEC, if you put those four genes into a skin cell, it reprograms itself and it turns into a pluripotent stem cell, which essentially has all the characteristics of an embryonic stem cell. So this is major event. This is, this is kind of uh, a paradigm shift in regenerative medicine. So now we have the potential to make pluripotent cells that can turn into any kind of cell type, that can self-renew forever, indefinitely. We can make them from a patient's skin cell. So there are, some cert there are certain safety issues that have, to be, that have to be addressed with IPS cell technology at the moment. But there is huge potential in this. And so hopefully this will be something that is driven towards clinical trials in the future. So finally, I'm going to just talk about something that's been in the news over the last week or so regarding uh, embryonic stem cell work and does have an effect on trials in this country. <coughs> so, as I say, we're one of the world leaders in this area of embryonic stem cell therapy. There are things going into the clinic, first in Europe. Uh, with, with the, the eye disease. Inevitably, these trials have to be backrolled by large pharmaceutical companies. GE Healthcare, GE is one of the biggest companies in the world, Pfizer is one of the major pharmaceutical companies. Both of these companies are involved in embryonic stem cell trials and, uh, and the production and manufacture of embryonic stem cell lines for therapy. Now, last week, there was a ruling in the European Court of Justice. Uh, that was raised by Greenpeace, that the use of embryonic stem cells for commercial gain should not happen. Now actually, part of that I agree with, uh, and I think it's a, it's, a, it's a complex moral and ethical argument. So, okay, so commercial gain using embryonic stem cells cannot happen in this country. So, what's going to happen is that these companies, ironically, are now going to go to the US. Because Obama has changed rulings in the US regarding embryonic stem cells, uh, and we are going to potentially lose some of these critical clinical trials in this country. Um, so, you know, this, this ruling it has kind of ethical correctness about it, uh, but there are consequences for human health. So, in summary, mass poetic stem cell therapies are already used to treat disease. Embryonic stem cell therapies are about to become a reality. They are becoming a reality. 
cool blood stem cells have a future potential. Yeah. So when you do come to have your children, or somebody comes and asks you, do you want your cool blood saved? It's a it's a very serious question these days. Uh, and in my in my mind, IPS cells hold huge potential for therapy in the future. So I hope I've persuaded you that uh, there's a big future for stem cells, and that gene therapy and stem cell therapies will be combining as part of this. Okay. Thank you very much.